You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 62, What Not to Do When Choosing an Audition Song. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? This is Maggie Barra here. Welcome to another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. If this is your first time joining us, then welcome. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Actor Aesthetic or join our Facebook group, the Actor Aesthetic Tribe. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on to the show. Today's episode is brought to you by my Build Your Musical Theater audition book, online course. Now, as a musical theater actor, you know that your audition book is the most important thing that you own. Whether you're an aspiring actor in high school, a college student getting ready for summer stock auditions, or a professional gearing up for auditions in a big city, your audition book can make or break you. Desperate for some audition book inspiration? Dozens of students are finding massive success with my online course, Build Your Musical Theater Audition Book. As a student of the course, you'll gain access to videos breaking down each genre, including traditional musical theater, contemporary musical theater, and pop and rock, downloadable audition book checklists and templates to stay organized, multiple lists of song suggestions by genre and vocal type, tips on how to find the perfect audition songs, the ultimate guide to making audition cuts, and examples of 32 bar and 16 bar cuts in each genre. Ready to get started? Go to actoraesthetic.com forward slash book to learn more. Hey guys, it's Maggie. Welcome to another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. Today we're talking about what not to do when choosing an audition song and how to move forward with this information. Now, if you've been performing long enough, you know that we are often asked as actors, specifically as musical theater actors, to bring in an audition cut of our own. Sometimes we're asked to bring in 16 bars, sometimes 32 bars, Sometimes, rarely, we're asked to bring in and prepare a full song, and sometimes the genre of the song makes a difference. So if we're auditioning for The King and I, we are most likely asked to bring in a song from the golden age of musical theater. If we're auditioning for Mean Girls, we have to either bring in a contemporary musical theater song or a pop rock song. Nowadays, this has become very important to have all of these genres in your book so that you are ready to go at any given moment for any type of audition. As someone who's been in the industry now for over 10 years, I can confidently say that I have learned a couple of pointers along the way that I want to give to you all today. These tips I've learned from working behind the table in a casting office in New York City 
from going on professional auditions, from taking classes and master classes with various casting directors and agents and directors and musical directors in New York City. And also, a lot of this information comes from a ton of research. As always, on the Actor Aesthetic podcast and blog, I try to find the most well-rounded information for y'all so that you are getting the opinions from the industry as opposed to just one person. So, without further ado, let's talk about what not to do when choosing an audition song. Number one, this has a lot to do with choosing pop rock material. Choosing the low-hanging fruit. Pop rock coach and guru Sherry Sanders puts this perfectly. She says that low-hanging fruit songs are songs that are old, overdone, and simply show the creative team how high and loud you sing, not how dynamic and special you are. Choosing a song like a low-hanging fruit song, also shows the creative team that you don't listen to popular music at all. Because if you did, you'd sing something way better. So if you think that your song is low-hanging fruit, it most likely is, and you can learn a new song in two days. It's a pop song. Pop music is super catchy and easy to learn, and it's as simple as that. Sherry Sanders actually has on her website, Rock the Audition, she's got a list of songs that she considers are on the quote-unquote no-no list, otherwise known as low-hanging fruit songs. And they're songs you know that lots of people bring into auditions that I'm sure creative teams are sick and tired of, like Alone. By Heart, Before He Cheats by Carrie Underwood, River Deep, Mountain High, You Oughta Know by Alanis Morissette, Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler, Stacy's Mom. These are the songs that lots of actors gravitate towards. Granted, if you do a stellar rendition of the song, then go for it. I'm all for it. But more often than not, you are climbing uphill on this one. You are competing with the majority of people that have also sung the song on auditions, and it's not a battle worth fighting. I will link to that list in the description below. Number two of my list of what not to do when choosing an audition song, choosing an extremely emotional song. Okay, yes, it's very important to bring a strong acting presence to your audition, It's almost more important to have a sense of self-identity and point of view on the song, but when it comes to acting, you really want to be practical. You only have five minutes or less in the audition room, and if the entire song is just sad or just angry, you lose out on all of the opportunities to showcase the different sides of you. Of course, there's a time and place for everything. So if you're auditioning for a super dramatic show like Les Mis or Sweeney Todd, that's cool. Bring in something that evokes an emotional storyline. But if you're going into auditions at open calls or EPAs or ECCs, think about 
the entire day of auditions thinking about how grueling it is for a casting director to sit hours on end and listen to actors one by one come in and either yell at them vocally or emote dramatically. I mean, bring some fun into the room or just bring something that showcases your personality. It's more important to showcase who you are and what you have to offer versus seeming or coming off as a serious actor. Number three, what not to do when choosing an audition song is just choosing a song because it's stylistically correct. Here are my two cents on this. Yes, I think it's incredibly important to bring in a song that is stylistically appropriate for the audition. If you're auditioning for a Rodgers and Hammerstein musical, it's out of respect and in your best interests to bring in a song that is from the golden age of Broadway. So roughly 1940s to 1960s, traditionally written by Rodgers and Hammerstein, Lerner and Lowe, Bach and Harnick, Meredith Wilson. But again, when it comes down to it, what's most important is that the song shows off your range and your personality. So here's where this rule may come into play. So say you are auditioning for a show and at the last minute, the creative team decides they're only going to hear everyone sing eight bars. I know, my anxiety skyrockets every single time I hear that phrase. So you, naturally, are flipping the pages through your book, anxiously trying to figure out the best eight-bar cut. You had a great song prepared, maybe a 16 or 32-bar cut of a song that was stylistically appropriate, but maybe that song just doesn't fit in the eight-bar world. Maybe it just doesn't show you off well enough. When you're in that situation, it is always better to pick a song that shows off your voice, and allows you to show as much of a story as possible in the shortest amount of time. So if it's not that song you prepared, that's okay. It's always better to pick the song that's already in your audition book that fits the bill. Which leads me to number four on what not to do when choosing an audition song. And it's waiting till the last minute. It's not likely you'll have a ton of time to prepare things in this industry. Auditions tend to come up last minute. If you're ever called in for an audition appointment, you only ever get maybe a week max before that audition. If you get anything more than that, you're lucky. So yeah, you only get like a week or a couple of days to prep, which you just have to get used to and it makes things exciting. But if you have an audition coming up and you wait till the last minute to choose an audition song, especially a new audition song, you're doing it so wrong. You're doing yourself such a disservice, even if you think your memorization skills are on point. Now, you're probably choosing this song at the last minute because you didn't have a song that stylistically fit the show, which is understandable. A lot of us have holes in our audition books simply because we can't have an audition song for every single genre of musical out there. I mean, there are new musicals being written every day. If you have to pick a brand new audition song, don't wait till the last minute to learn it. 
when you're faced with the adrenaline of the actual audition, it's really difficult to keep it together, to remember the words, and to show your best self in the audition room when you decide to learn the song the night before. So you can either make a list right now, go through your audition book and see what holes in your audition book you need to fill. Or when you are presented with an audition in which you don't feel like you have the perfect audition song for it, choose another song that's already in your rep that's close enough to the style that shows you off in the best light. Remember, it's better to be close to the style than choose a song last minute that might be stylistically perfect, but you don't know as well. I am telling you this from literal personal experience. I have done this way too many times to count. And it doesn't make sense when you think about it, because how can I show my best self if I'm performing something on the spot and it happens to be a song that I learned the night before in my room, which means I probably never did it in front of anyone before until the audition. That's just poor work ethic. Learn from my mistakes. Finally, number five on my list of what not to do when choosing an audition song. And it's choosing the most popular song from the show you're auditioning for. There's a very practical reason why you shouldn't do this. Let's say you're auditioning for The Little Mermaid. Can you guess how many times the creative team behind the table is going to hear part of your world in the span of a few hours? Probably too many to count. And after a while, these performances start to run together and it's hard to distinguish one from the other. So here's my advice. Unless the audition packet specifically states that the panel wants to hear you sing a song from the show, choose a song in the style of the show with a similar vocal range rather than a song from the show. Choose a song that demonstrates you can do everything you would be required to do in the actual show. Yes, be familiar enough with the show or role you're auditioning for to choose a song that is similar, but that won't make the panel roll their eyes after the hundredth time that day, even if you think you are the best person to sing this song. Again, this is something that I had to learn the hard way because what I noticed is that anytime I sang a song from the show I was auditioning for, I probably heard like five people, at least five, which is five too many, singing the exact same song before me. Your chances of being remembered by the auditors are a lot higher if you choose a song that's similar to the style and role in the show rather than the hit song of the show. So those are my five biggest tips on what not to do when choosing an audition song. Again, I tried to pull this information from as many sources as I possibly could so that I could give you the most well-rounded answer to this topic. And more importantly, to set you up for success in the audition room. 
If you've enjoyed today's episode and you found it helpful, I would love it if you could screenshot it, share it to your Instagram story, and tag at Actor Aesthetic because I love to see who's following along with me there. If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and hit that subscribe button so that you can join me every single week for a new episode of the Actor Aesthetic podcast. Until then, this is Maggie Barra signing off. It takes a village. I'll see you next week.